Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Or was I supposed to act that out? Hello and welcome to the China Shop. Come on in. We're opening the doors, kicking them open, getting everybody inside. Get in here. Get in here. Get off that hot street. It's hot out there. There's AC in here for the summer. We got ice cold lemonade. Bring your own lemonade. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. We're just so (laughs) glad you're here. With me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Uh, Pretty good. Uh, I'm noticing that weekends take uh, less meaning when... You don't have a real job anymore. <laughs> oh, you have a real job. <laughs> I do, but I actually enjoy the job more than the weekend now. It's really weird. Oh, uh, yeah, right? What was it George Papazov said? Nothing like trading to make you enjoy a Monday. Uh, no kidding. Is it Monday yet? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean they closed the markets? Uh, I'm afraid if I take that futures course, I might be trading all weekend too now. <laughs> You're right, right? The party never stops. Right. Party never stops. Yeah, I had a, I had a good week too. Just been busy, busy, busy. Okay, fine. How'd you do, Dan? How are you doing? Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. Kyle? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was doing all right. All right. Just, just uh, you know, staying, staying busy in my uh, non-trading life. You got promoted, though, didn't you? Starting a new schedule? Yeah. it's. Uh, I start my new schedule next week. I've been training people, and my assumption was, if we rehire the guy that's already worked here, training will be easy, and I can watch a lot of uh, trade pro videos. Smart. No. Oh, no, no? That was that was not, not what ended up happening, so... <laughs> Oh, well, best laid plans of mice and Dan. Come on into the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, and hedge against the rage machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We are here to smash our way into a complete set of fine china. Still hasn't worked yet, but we're, we're going to continue smashing. We just believe the premise. Yes. <laughs> we, we're here to share our ever-growing strategies and, uh, and, well, life lessons that we've learned here on Wall Street. Uh, <laughs> I got to ad lib, Kyle. I can't just stick to the script. <laughs> this is why the episodes uh, keep getting longer. <laughs> this is yeah, yeah, right. It's it's Dan's got a talking problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you are a, be- a beginner, uh, we're going to be throwing around some some vocabulary that may be new to you. You can always go check out our knowledge center at financialneptitude.com. Uh, to, to brush up on that, understand what we're talking about, or you can give one of our beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have those links in the episode description. Uh, we've, we've got more than a few to choose from, from, from crypto to basic investing to general investing and uh, economics with Dr. Hans. It's, they're all great episodes. Yeah. Uh, but we, th- we think the best place to be is on our Discord server. Kyle and I get on there every day. It's just a really awesome place to be. We're talking what we're we're talking trades. We're we're posting charts of what we're watching for the day. I know I I I, I info dump a lot of AMC this past couple of weeks. Oh yeah, it's been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been fun. And if you do join that Discord server, make sure to send us a private message with uh, with your 
home address. We'll send you a smash-it-yourself coffee mug straight from the China shop. Or uh, a shot glass. Or We've got our shot oh, glasses. Oh, shit. We got shot glasses now. What did they say, Kyle? I got smashed in the China shop. Yeah! All right. <laughs> I, hope I, I hope I can get some of those shot glasses. Oh, just, that sounds just, really fun. I mailed them to Tucson because you never gave me your address. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll go down to the, the central postal station. And, uh, and and give him my passport and see what I got. <laughs> We're just so glad you're all here. We have a lot of fun. It's always better with friends. Uh, it's it's just a a great great shop when it's full. And uh, we're just just pleased as I did try to do that one. I don't know that phrase. Pleased as a peach or pleased as punch, one or the other. Oh, okay. We're just pleased as a peach punch. Uh, works, I guess. In the face, Kyle. We got any? We got any? Uh, got any show news? Uh, let's see. We got uh, Vince from ChangeBridge. He's going to be coming on this coming week to talk to us about their ETF. So we actually get to talk to an ETF manager. That should be fun. And for a yes. month end, for a month review, we've got George Papazov coming back to the shop to talk with us about what we've learned so far doing Trade Pro Academy. Oh wow! Talking to the professor. Shit. And we had one other one, but I'm trying to find the... Chris Chris Mamala? Yes, thank you. Chris Mamala, that will be on the 13th that we record that, so it'll come out on the 14th. Do do we know who Chris Mamala is? Uh, he's basically tries to teach financial independence, so he comes up with ways... Uh, he writes about his experiences uh, building wealth, DIY investing, financial planning, etc., uh, etc. Et so he's all about yes. trying to get retired early. Yeah, I believe the title of his website is www.caniretireyet.com. Yeah, that should be a fun one. Should have talked to him a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Before you left your, your yeah, yeah, means right. of income. No. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Better late than never. Uh, <laughs> at least maybe you'll have some good questions for him. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, folks, strap in. We've got quite an adventurous, rabble-rousing show for you today. Plenty of market-moving news, stocks on the radar, and more options than Russian face-slap competitions. <laughs> Those are fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a never-ending supply of videos on YouTube. I swear they must have these every day. Uh, we should link that in the episode description. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if you don't know the joy of a Russian face slap competition, yeah, we'll get a, we'll get a link for you. That's uh, you should see at least one before you die. That, that yeah. needs to be on your bucket list. Uh, and 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 re- as always, reach out to us. We love your messages and comments uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Discord. Uh, if you're old school, you can send us an email to the number two bulls at financialneptitude.com. That's the number two two bulls at financialneptitude.com. Or you can place a phone call, leave us a message at seven two five twenty two bulls. Maybe you got a hot stock tip maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made or maybe you just had a baby and you're so proud that you need to let everybody fucking know we don't care we just love it when you reach out um hmm, oh you're trying to relate that to a disney movie aren't you yeah yeah Yeah, no that's just a personal (laughs) anecdote from my life oh yeah my sister is having a kid too (laughs) yeah as uh, (laughs) i celebrate not a father's day Apologies to everyone who enjoys their big families. Not for me. (laughs) Oh, Kyle, that brings us to some bet results, doesn't it? Yeah, you want to go first? Oh, God, I... I do and I don't. I do and I don't. Actually, wait a minute. I don't know. Who... How much did... What was your total loss? My total loss was $22. Uh... 
well, $21.97. Okay, all right, you go first. Yes, <laughs> because there are immortal deities and they do fuck with humans. I shorted SPT, but I had a caveat. I said, it has to pull back to $87. It was a 90-something. And Monday, the market opens, and in the first 20 minutes, SPT drops down below 87 and then immediately goes back up. <laughs> so it stayed up the whole week. This is how I know I have some sort of curse. I don't know what gypsy I wronged, but uh, they were very powerful. Uh, it closed the week up, and then immediately after market, yeah, close the week at ninety uh, and change. I, I didn't. I always writing down with dollar totals. I was very dejected. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, right after market closed, it it dropped down below eighty seven to like eighty six something. Of course, it did. Mock me. Yeah. Just so when I opened up on Ameritrade and looked at my watch list, it 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 reflected a new price. And I was like, what? Motherfucker, <laughs> SBT. Anyway, I ended up losing. Uh, $21.97 on the trade brought my total from $774.13 down to $752.16. Oof. Yeah. I also tried to short something. I tried to short uh, Norwegian Cruise Line. Uh, They opened Mm -hmm. at $30.46 and closed at $31.03. I never quite got to the point where I was worried about it. Uh, I think I said $32. Anything over $32, I just cut bait. Mm Mm-hmm. But it just never quite broke down below like I was hoping it would. Actually, finally broke its trend. Um, but it brought my bet total from eight seventy one seventy down to eight fifty six even. Okay, wow. So I'm still sitting in first place with the healthy, nearly hundred dollar lead. But we know that can evaporate pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially because I'll get to pick first. But how did random do? Uh, I think they had what Merc was it. And then we decided they were going to short as well, because why not? Yes. <laughs> um, Merck opened the week at 76.89 and closed the week at 77.20. So, random lost another roughly $2. Went from 444.29 down to 442.50. What was, it? what was your total again? Uh, 8.56 now, even. Yeah, you're only up 70% for the month. I know, right? It's awesome. Mm. Too bad my real trading account wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you go all in with your entire portfolio on your bet picks, Kyle? Why didn't you do that? Well, most of that came from (laughs) BlackBerry and AMC, and uh, I'm actually up pretty good from those, so I can't complain. Oh, all right. I was going to say, there you have it, folks. Stick around. Uh, we'll, we'll be making new bet picks at the end of the episode. These will be our last bet picks for the month of June, as July is rapidly approaching. And no, no pressure, because I really want to give you this. <laughs> There's no pressure here for me to make a big move to, to win two months in a row. Kyle hasn't been watching Jersey Shore and <laughs> co- cooking up terrible bet consequences all yeah. month. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, so stick around. We'll wrap that up. And oh, speaking of Jersey Shore, Kyle, uh, I believe we've got one more delicious, delicious uh, on episode review. Um, I was going to do the poll results first. Yeah, sure. Poll results. We asked last week how long until I have to get a real job. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was actually surprised. A lot more people had faith in me than I thought. Uh, less than a year got thirty three percent, roughly one to two years zero, and then never was about uh, two thirds, sixty seven percent. So, so yeah. Ah, real takeaway is uh, that people believe if you can't make it in the first year, you won't make it. But if you make it through the first year, you're fine. 
That's kind of what it looks like, huh? Uh, it wasn't my vote, but uh, <laughs> glad uh, glad people have faith in you. Yeah, I should have switched the retweet request uh, the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And then, yes, uh, we got one last review that I'm doing for this Jersey Shore saga. Uh, you ready to jump into that then, I guess? Yeah, I'm all ears. All right, well, last time we had Sammy and Ronnie that were, were looking like they were a thing. Well, they didn't really last all that long, or at least in the beginning of the episode. They were both real sad. Uh, one guy was dancing <laughs> with another girl, and then she gave out her number, and then he saw that and got upset, and then they went back. He went back, and the episode started with them yelling at each other, then they hugged. Then it looked like they are going to be okay, so I wasn't sure. Uh, Polly and Mike, they were about to hook up, but Polly's girl was on her period and decided she had to go home like right now. And this was all while Mike was looking for a condom, so neither of them got laid. And I was actually wondering if maybe no. the one girl saw the camera. Uh, actually starting to feel bad for, for Mike, because it just seems like, like he's always this close and never quite never quite getting there. Oh, poor Mike. JWoww tried to get her old boyfriend back, but he said he'd never go back to the house, but she could call whenever. So maybe they're okay. Uh, Sammy and Ronnie <laughs> looked like they were going to be okay. Uh, Snooki came out of the woodwork at the club, finally. Uh, just showing off her dance moves. Actually kind of impressive, little girl. I'm guessing she was a cheerleader, because she was doing a lot of back handsprings. And, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Looks kind of like a fun person to be around, actually. Oh, finally saw the fist pump action. I was really excited for that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, At the club this time, JWoww started flirting with Polly again. Uh, Mike and Polly picked up two girls, but as they're walking the two girls back to their place, they saw another two girls in a convertible on the way home, which they immediately went up and started talking to the two girls in the car. The original two left, and the car girls came back to the house. The original two club girls showed back up at the house somehow. Uh, whatever right here. Oh, that's what I call a sticky situation. <laughs> uh, they kicked the car girls out and then went back with the club girls to try to get into the, uh, the hot tub, but yeah, nothing really happened there. I don't I think they got close again. Wow. Meanwhile, Snooki behaves like that. While this was going on, Snooki got lost trying to bring home a dude that, uh, she met at the club. They couldn't find their way home. So they just kind of slept on the beach. <laughs> JWoww's boyfriend heard about her dancing with Polly and was not happy. I thought it was about to end so she could bang Polly already, but uh, they still seem to be together, so I really don't know what's going on with them. Uh, Snooki's mom came to the shore. She's very white, i.e. not Italian. And then the big, the big ending. This is what they've been, like, teasing, which is kind of bullshit to tease this anyway, but some frat douchebag punched Snookers in the face after stealing the gang's drinks. Like, punched literally, like, real, yeah, Snookers. Snooky. Really? Yeah, like, just wailed back and knocked her in the nose. Knocked her off the fucking bar stool. Uh, cops were there and oh immediately took that jackass to jail. They've been Ow. teasing that, and, like, you just kind of keep seeing, like, the image of her falling off and holding her nose, and I was really glad it wasn't one of the housemates. I also think it's yeah, kind of shitty yeah. to tease that as, uh, as like, Here's what you're going to see next. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, it was a really exciting episode. Uh, Reality TV. It looks like this guy is going to be showing up later, though, because I think the gang looked like they were confronting him at different points. But, but yeah. Got to have a villain in the show. All right. <laughs> Wow. That wraps up this experiment. You sound like, like you're really invested no, in, in no, these not people's at all. social no, lives. No, no, no. This yeah. is awful. This is awful. Well, I'm just <laughs> hoping that a month is long enough to form a habit. Well, we've been talking about this in the Discord, and because uh, this is a five-week month, but also because it's kind of bullshit to have to do five episodes of this by myself, uh, we're going to try and do the live stream for this on Friday. Should we nail down a time while we're talking right now? This Friday? Um, yeah, whatever time works for you, man. I'll be uh i'll be off work at 4 p.m your time 4 p.m my time so let's uh let's do should we do six so people can go out after or should we do seven and make it more 
typical sit-down time. I'm going to be drinking. All right. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'll probably be drinking uh, so too. So I will be, I will be where I will be for the rest of the night. <laughs> well, let's plan on seven my time. That way, East Coast is at eight, and then your end is five. So that way, most people should be getting off of work around there. We'll start the live stream around there. All right, five p.m. Friday. So seven p.m. Central. I think that's the second, isn't it? All right, there you have it. July second. We're gonna, uh, we'll have that link up on the Discord. For everybody who wants to join in the fun, Kyle's going to live stream the, him watching the last episode, and we can all chat and make fun of him. <laughs> or Jersey Shore. You don't have It's not, it's not a, a perquisite to make fun of Kyle. Or you could be in it. You could be into it. Yeah. <laughs> Either one would be funny. Well, I'm, I'm excited. All right. It's 23 minutes into this recording, and we're just now getting to the show news. You know, it's that Jersey Shore shit. We gotta, we gotta cut that segment. I don't want to do it anymore, Kyle. It's taking up too much time. <laughs> yeah, no more Jersey Shore segments, okay? All right. All right, that sounds fine. All right. <laughs> glad, glad we're in agreement. All right. Well, so that's gonna, what, we're gonna talk about some news? Yeah, let's do that. It's time for China Shop News. Well, we all know why we're listening today. The shop is bursting with the week to replay. All right, Kyle, what, uh, what's your favorite story? What are you itching to talk about here in the shop? Should I lead off with my favorite or the one that probably has the more far-reaching consequences? Oh, uh, I like the sandwich. So if you start off with your favorite, I can end with my favorite and then we'll put the, the, the serious shit in the middle. Okay. Well, the one thing I'm excited to talk about is Virgin Galactic. Uh, they finally got that FAA approval to take uh, paying customers into space. And goddamn, oh. that stock tried to go to space. Yes. I think it's currently trading at like, uh, it finished after hours at like $58 a share. It's fucking incredible. I've never seen a stock move $30 in one day like that. And that's not even AMC. I know. I know. Well, then there's a pretty healthy short interest on uh, Virgin Galactic, so I'm thinking that probably had something to do with it. Question is, is it going to keep that momentum going forward? But this was huge as far as getting that approval for Richard Branson to be able to try to beat Bezos into space. So I'm actually hoping that this week we see another announcement from them that uh, that Richard Branson's going to be going over the 4th of July weekend, because I think that's what the rumors were targeting. Oh, if he got up that quick, wow. Yeah, that would, that would be something. He would win the race. Yes, the race to space. And nobody's trying to keep him from coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually wondering how many of the people who signed that petition to deny Bezos' re-entry to Earth are actually Amazon workers, because it's up to like 120,000 signatures right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can go up, but all his water bottles have to be taken from the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, uh, what do you got? Uh, well, I figure since that was a kind of a good news, I'll follow it up with uh, what everybody's favorite party pooping news. No. Uh, we've had another key, inflation. Key, infl inflation, yeah, key inflation indicator posting its biggest year-over-year -year gain in nearly three decades. Ooh, the gains. core personal... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We're really kicking ass. Everything's gaining. <laughs> Everything's gaining. Even the inflation rates are higher than they've ever been. 
<laughs> Welcome to the party. Yeah, right. the uh, the the core personal consumption expenditures price index, an important inflation gauge for policymakers. Yeah, it's risen three point four percent from uh, one year ago. Mm-hmm. So this is the biggest year-over-year increase since 1992, which I remember 1992. And I don't know about you, Kyle. I had no money in in 92. I was completely uh, zero uh, net worth. So it, those weren't good times. Uh, I, I actually had some money, but I was also, uh, God, what, 92? I was 10. I think I yeah, started saving yeah, at too. 8. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 10, <laughs> I, I had no money. I, I spent it all on uh, Nintendo games. Yeah. That's, that's uh, just a fact. Yeah, Tech Mobile. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, I had Tech Mobile. <laughs> Let's put a link to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to inflation. Uh, yeah, consumer spending's flat for the month, missing expectations. Apparently, analysts aren't concerned with this uh, this inflation indicator rising because they predicted it would actually rise a little more than it did. So they're yeah. like, yay, it's within prediction. Okay. <laughs> Well, then if it's in within prediction, <laughs> it should be priced into the market then. Yeah, that's, I, they, I think that's why they were, uh, yeah. they were happy about it. And, and they still, still say and the numbers are influenced by the, what economists are now calling the base effects or the skewed comparisons to a year ago because of all the pandemic restrictions. Mm-hmm. So uh, evidently part of what we're seeing isn't just regular good old-fashioned inflation. This is inflation light. It's a different flavor. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, so the party keeps going, folks. Party's never going to stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by by the way, uh, the last last time we had an inflation increase this size, uh, ninety two was the one that's comparable uh, in 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 terms of the, how big it was. But mm-hmm. the last time we saw it jump up this fast uh, was August two thousand eight. Nothing happened in two thousand eight. So oh, that's when I bought my fine. house, my first house. I bought that <laughs> about two months before that. Oh, that's timing, buddy. Oh, that's it was. Timing. It was Perfect timing. It was amazing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's all I have to say about inflation. Is party, party on, Kyle. I'm just waiting for you to kick it back to me. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm saying oh, okay. that's all I have to say about inflation. Uh, so party on, Kyle. <laughs> all right. Oh, party on. I got you. All right. Uh, this one, I missed this uh, initially. I was actually on the road to Chicago taking my grandma back to the airport. But it uh, looks like the infrastructure deal has been reached. Woo-hoo! It was roughly $600 billion, uh, $312 billion of that set aside for transportation, including roads and bridges. Um, but... Uh, there was a bunch of stuff that Biden had wanted in there, and I'm not sure why this goes into a infrastructure deal, but he wanted more spending on like childcare initiatives uh, and other stuff like that. But it uh, looks like that'll have to be pursued in a separate package. So they'll probably end up having to do budget reconciliation to try to get some of these other things that he wanted. But I do believe there was stuff in there about, uh, let's see, uh, one of the emphasis is on expanding broadband, adding... Uh, should help cell tower companies. Uh, another potential beneficiary is uh, utilities using renewables. I know that that's been a, a big push to try to get away from fossil fuels. So it looks yeah. like uh, the, the plan as laid out uh, should benefit those as well. Yeah, it definitely, definitely market liked it. Mm. Did it? Yeah. See it in fucking the S&P. I, I, didn't, I wasn't watching that day. <laughs> I haven't been watching super close. Uh, all I know is I bought some puts on the S&P. Ooh, that uh, I had to sell for a loss <laughs> on Monday, so or Tuesday, uh, whenever I exited those. Yeah, so I know that it was going back up into all time highs. <laughs> yeah, uh, how many times we say don't short the market? Don't don't short the market, it, kids. It's it's. Uh, uh, well, oh. What other stories you got, Dan? I've got 
Got a few more. Uh, the one that caught my eye that, uh, that made me smile, uh, Panasonic, the, uh, the electronics company. Back in 2010, they made a $30 million investment into Tesla. Oh, nice. As part of uh, their, their partnership, you know, they were going to provide batteries. Mm-hmm. Well, they just sold their Tesla shares for $3.6 billion. Oh, nicely done. Well done, Panasonic. Yeah, it comes as Tesla's starting to branch out and get batteries from other companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pan- Panasonic, you know, says, "Look, our, our relationship with Tesla isn't over. Uh, you know, they're they're still planning on providing a ton of batteries to Tesla, uh, but they're they're taking this money. Just good risk management. You suddenly, have a absolutely thirty or three point six billion dollars <laughs> sitting in your account that was originally thirty million. Yeah, exactly. Exactly." Is that a hundredfold increase? Oh, yeah, more. Yeah. It's, uh, it's great for Panasonic. They're going to take the money. They're going to use it. Uh, they, they said that they plan to make a large investment uh, in production of, uh, for the Tesla's new 4680 lithium-ion battery cells mm. if, if their prototype production line works out. Uh, they also look like they're set to uh, make some acquisitions of some other companies. So Panasonic really played uh, their partnership with Tesla to the hilt like you couldn't couldn't do it any better than that yeah i wonder if their stock moves in tandem uh i wonder if having that much yeah, that, money tied up into the tesla when tesla goes up you'd think that would drive panasonic stock price up too i wonder if they were kind of correlated i doubt it because i'm looking at the five-year chart five years ago their stock was at eight dollars and 54 cents a share today their stock's at 11.84 a share okay so it hasn't really moved yeah All right, never mind uh, Another one of those great, great discounts last March 2020. <laughs> if, if I if I had been a trade pro, it would have been like, well, <laughs> kid in a candy store. I'm buying everything at discount prices. <laughs> I know, right? I got I got one other story. Let's hear it. This one will be quick here. But, uh, Warren Buffett has announced that he's halfway to giving away his fortune. Uh, he's trying to give away all his, basically, Berkshire Hathaway shares uh, to philanthropy and charity. Uh, the interesting thing, though, is with, he's halfway from when he announced it. He's given away 40-some million dollars worth, or 40, about $41 billion worth already. Oh, wow. Uh, but he's actually worth more now than when he started giving it away. Like, significantly more. <laughs> like, his fortune now is over $100 billion. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's pretty impressive. You can give away half of your holdings, your primary holdings, and still have more money than when you started. It's like the Brewster's Millions. Like <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. I started. <laughs> I wish that was my problem. I know, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it could be. It's start giving away your money slowly and see if it just goes up. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'll, give it, I'll give it a shot. All right. All right. So I've got, uh, I think I'll just end on the, the, the fun one. Uh, okay. I think everybody knows that Nike made a bunch of money. Oh, God, yeah. So their share price shot up. and Not too good uh, for my puts. No, no. Nor mine. Nor mine. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, so we, we won't talk about Nike. We'll talk about uh, the Subway tuna sandwich, the S- Subway chain of eateries. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> so uh, the New York Times did a thing where they bought Subway tuna fish sandwiches from three different restaurants and then sent it to get the DNA tested. Yeah. And made a big story when they couldn't confirm any tuna DNA in the sandwiches. Not not any. Yeah. Well, you do a little digging, 
you find out, yes, when you heavily process any meat and then cook it... Oh, you lose the DNA? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And in fact, apparently, the, there were several DNA testing companies that turned down the New York Times because they said, there's no point in testing it. We're not going to find anything. That's what happens when you heavily process and cook meat. Uh-huh. Okay. It changes, changes, it changes the proteins. That's what cooking does. Mm-hmm. That sounds like some <laughs> piss-poor reporting on the New York Times' portion, then. It sounds like a hit piece on Subway, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yep. Yeah, so go ahead and try it at home, folks. Take a can of c- tuna, send it in for testing, and then take a can of processed cooked tuna and send it in for testing, see what happens. Or if you're um, a dad who's worried about a, a, a child that you didn't know you had, uh, just just put yourself in the oven first before you send that sample in, and you should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> You got to cook the batter, Kyle. You got to cook the batter. (laughs) Better than paying child support. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's awful. All right. Uh, Yeah, uh, cut that, please. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. no, I would never never cut that shit. We'd like to take a few moments to get real serious. Uh, We are Trade Pro Affiliates. There is a link. Uh, We get money back. You can follow it. Help support the show. Yep. Join that course. Learn that stuff. It's all solid, real deal. Uh, We're proud to be Trade Pro Affiliates. Kyle and I are taking the courses ourselves. Oh, yeah. And if you just listen to the the Trade Pro people that we've had on the show, uh, if you really want to see what it can do for you, uh, Vico, Sarah, yep. George, uh, Matt. Yeah. Yep. Those are the guys you want to be like. We, yeah, we got a trilogy and now we're doing a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Sue's going to be mad if we talk about Trade Pro first? Uh, maybe. Okay, so I'll switch them around in editing. Yeah. Uh, longtime listeners know that we here in, two, in the China shop uh, are brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got so much experience, over 20 years of experience, just helping person after person after person, whether it's purchasing, refinancing, even reverse mortgages. She just really finds her self-satisfaction in helping you get what you need. Uh, She will help. She's licensed in 26 states and growing. Reach out and see what Sue can do for you. Best way to reach her is to just give her a call at 520-977-7904, or you can type out an email, uh, shoot that to spullen, S-P-U-L-L-E-N, at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com, and that phone number is 520-977-7904. Reach out to Sue for all your mortgage needs. Woo! Yeah, all right. <laughs> investing let's play that music play that music now it's basic investing with the bulls in the shop rising up to the challenge to go viral and you must be a buyer never sell those shares off cause we're holding them all with an eye to retire yeah, yeah, talking about our long-term investing. Okay. All right, Dan, did you uh, sell anything? I did not sell any of my long-term uh, retirement positions, no. Okay, me neither. Did, did, you, didn't, you didn't either? Okay. <laughs> no. All no. right, great, great segment. 
<laughs> okay, I do have something we can talk about. Hang on. I did, I did uh, make a couple of uh, moves uh, with my, my monthly plan here. I'd sold some seven sixteen thirteen dollars $13 puts on Sabre, trying to pick up some of those shares. Okay. I uh, sold uh, Nordstrom, $8.20, $40 call. And uh, the shares of OCGN that were put to me last Saturday, I sold seven fifty calls at a buck for those those, go. those shares that I just picked up. I'm really liking the way OCGN is. Uh, I mean, that one it moves a lot, so the premiums are really juicy, but it doesn't really stray too far from that seven fifty median range. So you just keep yes pick, buying buy uh, selling calls and selling puts right around that range, and it's been working out quite well. Yeah, I love those tasty premiums playing that wheel. Yeah. So and I've also uh, yeah so I'm able to start moving into August to try getting a jump on uh, on that because uh, met my quota for July so I figure I might as well start collecting a little bit extra juicier premiums. There you go, Kyle, the professional trader, All right? Using it to in- <laughs> expand his investment positions. But uh, yeah, I mean, investing is starting to get pretty slim these days, isn't it? Yeah, but we do have earnings calls we can talk about. Ooh, earnings call the light. Motto's always been when I'm right, it's right. So I'll wait and watch the charts and the change in price. When the movement's mostly finished at the end of the day. And we know the common earnings gonna move it my way. Skyrockets in sight. Earnings call delight. Earnings call delight. Uh, nothing Monday. <laughs> Nothing Monday. Uh, nothing right. Tuesday. Yes. What about Wednesday? Wednesday, we've got MU. I think that's Micron, one of your favorite semiconductors. Oh, I love Micron. I think Vico is talking about wanting to do a swing on this one. So that's that's definitely on my radar. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, let's see. STZ. I think that's like the Stars Entertainment Group. And then GIS, General Mills. I keep doing this now where I write down what one of the tickers means, because I know I'm not going to remember it, but then I don't remember another one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thursday, we've got uh, WBA, Wall Street Boots Alliance. Did I say Wall Street? Not Wall Street. Walgreens. Walgreens Boots Alliance and McCormick's MKC. And then nothing notable on Friday. We should start picking up again here soon, the next couple of weeks. All right. Uh, the big one I'm watching is uh, Micron. That's the one I'm watching. I, I would also keep an eye on uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, BBBY. Yeah. They like that, that stock likes to move as well. It was moving last week because they announced another brand or another one of their, uh, uh, I guess, a new line or I don't know how you say that. A new product that they developed, yeah. basically. So it looked like it was getting a bit of a jump on that. Uh, the earnings haven't been as good. Uh, I guess really what you're wanting to see is are they continuing to transition towards that online segment? Because I think they're kind of trying to do the same thing that like GameStop's looking to do. Yeah, I know with the pandemic... They started doing, they were doing the, like, the greatest job of, you can right. buy it online to show up and they'll put it in your car. Yep. So moving forward with that model, there's a lot of potential there. Well, especially if that's, if that's still growing and if they're starting to get more foot traffic in their stores as things are starting to reopen, yeah, it could be really a really good quarter for them. Yeah, and ever since that big spike, I mean, they, they, the big spike at the beginning of June, uh, up to $44 a share. Yeah. Wow. From 20 something. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's been drifting down uh, ahead of the earnings. The statistics say if it's going down leading up to earnings, it's got a much higher potential to shoot up after the earnings. Yeah, because a lot of people dump their holdings so they're not taking that risk and then buy back into it after. And then they want to jump back in. 
Because mm-hmm. once you once you sell, what do you know? <laughs> a buyer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so I'm uh, I'm actually I in that Bed Bath and Beyond. I am too. Uh, uh, pretty pretty big. That's on the the thirtieth. I think you said Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. So we'll we'll see we'll see what I decide to do. Whether it's shares or probably some options. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll I'll be posting about it on the Discord. Maybe I'll throw up some of these charts. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Earnings and trading. Trading. Dun, 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 dun. Let's get rich overnight, folks. You say you want a ticker that wins. The bell just rung. It's time to get in. Ups drive us wild. Drops drive us crazy. did a few moves you know some some meager moves i didn't didn't go too crazy this week i've done I, it's much harder for me to pull the trigger on any trade the more i learn from trade pro the more oh yeah uh and this is a good thing the more mm-hmm. before i hit make that order you know i'm always i keep stopping and i'm like wait check this check this check that check yes this. yeah that's a good thing so uh, i i i i last week you remember I had in in aftermarket I bought CVM at twenty two fifty a share. Yeah, I do remember that. And then I was like, I was like, okay, I need to do more paper trades, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sell down to just a single share and at first scratch on Monday, and we'll see how it did. Well, of course, CVM is it's up like I'm up twelve percent. It's at like twenty five dollars thirty cents a share. Yeah, to end the week. <laughs> did you sell them then? I sold them on Monday. Okay, at, yeah. for. At cost, so yeah. you know, no, no loss, no gain. But I, I kept the the one share in my account to track the trade, you know, because I'm supposed yeah. to be paying attention to it, right, right, tracking all that and get, paying attention to you know my my profit loss percentage. Well, my 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 trade win percentage. Like I, I want to have sixty five to seventy percent successful trades, mm-hmm. and so this one is already proven to be quite a, a win. Uh, but there's no big volume confirmation, so no. I did move my stop loss up. Well, it, uh, Friday there was quite a bit of volume comparable to because you had to look at it and how it's tr- you know the previous volume, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, what's going on, and I posited this on uh, on the Discord, but I think what's happening is come Thursday and Friday, you're starting to see a lot more buying pressure because of that phase three data we've been waiting for. Uh, if it comes mm-hmm. out over the weekend, which is probably the most likely time, uh, people don't want to be scrambling to get positions, right? Right. And then after Monday open, if you look at Monday, Tuesday, this has been going for the last couple weeks, at least, there's the sell-off. All those people that are buying those shares over the weekend are dumping their positions on Monday, Tuesday, and then coming back in on Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So I'm looking at trying to make a move on that uh, this coming week. I think that's one of the things I'm going to try and See if I can see if it holds that. If there's that sell-off Monday, if there is, I'm going to try and add to that position and get get out of it on Friday. Yeah, it's just like a quick turnaround trade. Yeah, the the Dr Pepper shares uh, I bought thirty four fifty. It's the still just hovering. I mean, it's a, like thirty four eighty six. It doesn't want to. It doesn't want to move. It's had that big drop down, and it's just consolidating since then. So the big question in my mind is. Oh, that's. Good time to be buying it. Well, is the is the consolidation going to be for another drop or another bump? Because it's mm-hmm. been on a, the, the long-term weekly. It's still on the trend line, though. Yeah. And because it keeps 
above that trend line, I'm betting, I'm bullish. So I, I have uh, some KDP, I have some Dr. Pepper calls expiring July 16th. Well within my risk management, I got them at 20. They're currently at 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to tell you, it, this week, it's, when it went down and it was, they were trading at 10 cents, I, I wanted to double down so bad. Right. The gambler, the gambler <laughs> in me was like, yeah, oh, they're half price now. Put the same initial investment in, Dan, and boom, when this thing goes, you'll be rich, I say, rich. Uh, but I, I am, am doing a really good job of, once I set up those risk management parameters of staying in uh, and not going outside and uh, not, not going outside of them. So I can't, but oh god, I wanted I wanted to slap that buy button, right? So bad, because <laughs> uh, you know I'm I'm convinced you know CVM, Dr Pepper, they're both on on bull trends at the moment. Yep, and I'm convinced they're going to stay that way. Uh, I'm I'm eyeing through my homework. I'm eyeing Disney. Uh, I'm watching to see if its bear trend is going to break. It had a couple of good days towards the end of the week. I think Disney was on the Trade Pro newsletter. Is going to be on their newsletter. Um, I know Vico was opening up a position on that, targeting one ninety, one ninety five. Yeah, I was. I was. I've been, yeah, I've been watching it for the yeah. last week. I put it on my homework. Like I did not realize that Vico was doing anything with it. Um, but it's one of those companies I want to have long term. Yeah. Like I think Disney is going to be strong in the going into the future. I love the, what they put out. I love their entertainment. I have a personal connection to the company. To, to wrap it up, I did make uh, a couple other moves. Uh, I made a, a, just a fundamental play. I bought puts on Ride, mm-hmm. R-I-D-E, Lordstown's Motors. Sorry, sorry, uh, Rayasaurus. <laughs> yeah, I, helped my put, I hope my puts helped drive that price up to, to her sell target. And then I followed, uh, I saw the BAM investing stuff mention SOXS as a speculative move, and I mm-hmm. went ahead and followed that one. I bought in. Uh, I just bought shares. It was after after it was after hours, so I couldn't make an options play on it. But uh, I actually think shares are a safer play in a lot of these. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you're going for risk management, not only that, you can also get rid of them in after hours too, which is another key exactly. bonus. Yeah. So I bought uh, I bought some shares in a in a triple leverage bear semiconductor fund. So it tracks the semiconductor segment uh, inversely. So if semiconductors go down, this will go up. So. Uh, and you then, know, I've, if if anybody wants access to that BAM model too, we'll throw a link in there. But uh, if you go to the help desk on his website, you can fill out a ticket. Uh, and if you do that and uh, claim the uh, military, I think there's an option to check for for military. Uh, if you do that, then you get free access for like a year to like everything. Well worth well worth it for the price of zero. Yeah, I followed a coupon code, uh, and I think I paid a couple hundred bucks for a year. Yeah, but I, you know, uh, I it was I figured it was an indulgence at the time. Like uh, I'll I'll throw this money in there and we'll see how he tracks. It's been pretty decent, you know. And and if it, you know, come a year, if I've if I've had value from it, like I'll pay the full price. Yeah. Anyway, that that concludes everything I did this week. All right. Well, I had an interesting week. I closed out that stupid Nike put swing trade that I was on. Uh, I got wrecked on it, but luckily I didn't put a whole lot into it. My 
Norwegian Cruise Line 820 $30 mm-hmm. puts that I had purchased. Uh, the stock did not continue that downward momentum I was looking at, so I'll probably have to close that so that way I can keep that capital and put it into a better target. Uh, I was looking at the Ford chart when I was doing my homework with TradePro, and I was really liking the way it was in the middle of a bearish flag. It's broken up out of that bearish flag. Or, sorry, it was in the middle of a bullish flag pattern, and it just broke above that bull- that flag. Um, so I went and bought some 820 $15 calls at $1.25. Uh, Trade, Pro, Trade Pro Flow also sent out an alert on... Oh, I love those guys. Uh, what was that? eight twenty or on the 23rd? I think it was on the 23rd. Uh, let's see. Almost 5,016 strike calls with 716 expiry bought at the ask at 118 when Ford was trading at 15.46 a share for 41 cents per contract. Uh, I went back and looked. They, she keeps track of, because this is uh, Sarah's Twitter account that she manages. I went back and she keeps track of like how each of her alerts do. And uh, they've all done really well. She's had some really good success. So I felt like that was confirming what I was seeing in my homework. So I went ahead and made that trade too. Uh, I took some profits on a Palantir swing trade that I had done. I think I bought $25 calls, 716 expiration. Sold a third of them at two dollars and 15 cents i bought them for under a dollar 50 uh i didn't even remember making this trade i was looking through my notes when i was writing in my journal like how i did for the day on like thursday i was like what the fuck did i buy these (laughs) that's not good (laughs) right right (laughs) forgetting about trades you're making (laughs) are you trading drunk again kyle that's not good no no i haven't had a beer in like weeks oh well then get some beer in your system and you'll remember these trades i think that's the problem i know um so that's what i did as far as like swing trading did um day trading was not that great i was trying to join into the options trading room uh with Mm -hmm. vika vico and sarah and i have way too many trades try to list all of them but after getting kind of wrecked on friday trying to trade space I think I lost about $500 that day. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm done uh, trying to be a day trader right now. And it finally clicked in my head as I'm doing these lessons. And I'm thinking like, oh, this is all great stuff. These patterns I'm learning, I can see them happening in real time. But mm-hmm. they even he's, George has mentioned it multiple times throughout the course. And it finally sunk in. Like, this is long-term trend pattern analysis. This is not the tools you need to day trade. Yeah, so uh, I need to quit doing that because I'm definitely not prepared to be doing it. And it is totally oh. gambling. I've gotten into that same same trap that yeah. you were in not too long ago. Yeah. No, we're, we're having very similar similar progress going through these courses. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Good news is for the month, I'm still up about 1500 bucks just on the trades that I made. So I have been doing a better job risk managing. But at the same time, like, let's let's put the effort into something that I'm actually learning rather than just trying to jump ahead and, you know, buy shit that I don't understand. I couldn't agree more. It, the, the same thing happened to me. It, it's now, like, almost like when I'm doing the rich freeze and set score. Like, mm-hmm. wait, am I being a gambler? Am I gambling on this trade? Or am I making a trade pro trade? Right. Oh, shit. I'm just gambling. I'm being a gambler. I'm being a gambler. Well, and what really hurt with the space trade was the one that hurt the most was that like if I just held it for the rest of the day, uh, you know, it would have been up huge. But because oh. I am trying to mm-hmm. get better at cutting cutting out when I'm you know down, I end up having to take the loss, and then to see it turn around really fuck with your head. Mm-hmm. And then you're in this mindset of trying to get it back. I got to get it back. I got to get it back. And you're chasing it. Like, no, that's that is gambling. Yeah, uh, that's not the the road I want to go down. So yeah, I think I'm gonna take a step back from that. 
Uh, I'm at the point now, Kyle, this is, this really, really happened, fucking genuine. This is the first week I got a paycheck, and I did not buy, it was just, I do $8 a paycheck in lotto tickets Mm -hmm. to do the Arizona pick, and I've done that for maybe 12 years. Right. And I didn't buy lottery tickets this week. Didn't feel the need to, or? Instead, I put, I put that $8 in my Ameritrade account. Better return. And I, I said to myself... (laughs) Dan, if you're going to spend $8 in lottery tickets, just buy another 100 shares of Antibes. Yeah, there you go. It'll it'll retain value. Like, it's at r- around $3 a share. Like, you can always have your stop loss at $2, and then right. you retain some value. Yep. And uh, I think I got great, much, 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 much greater odds of oh, Antibes. God, yeah. <laughs> getting on the NASDAQ and getting a buyout, and that share price going way up. So... <laughs> So that, yeah, yeah, the whole risk management and, and fighting the gambler and Dan, like, I, I feel like I really did turn a corner. I could not bring myself to buy tickets, Kyle. I couldn't. Oh, that's awesome. It's like, no, no, I know it's only eight bucks, but that's going right in the account. I can't remember the last time I bet on a, a hockey game. Oh, yeah. Or even laid any bets. Yeah, I have not laid a single bet since we started doing this. Ah, uh, used to bet on the fights all the time. I know, right? I don't even like I don't even like boxing. I just like betting. I love the fights. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that wraps up my trading week. I guess I guess I forgot to mention that I did sell uh shares of AMC at fifty eight fifty. No, that was a good price. And then uh I bought a call that expired in the money and got those shares back though. So. Oh fuck, nice done. Nicely done. That was that was a win. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. And then uh, I'll be looking honestly to either sell a call Monday on the rip because we get that Monday morning rip. Yep. Or uh, move back out of those shares. I as a trade as a good more I go through the trade pro, the less I can justify holding that much. Yeah. Holding holding AMC like I've been. What I'm liking so much about AMC right now is the premiums I'm getting on it. And uh, I sold one $79 call for next week. I've just been selling weeklies on like most mm-hmm. of that position. Uh, I only got a dollar for that one. But yeah, I'm hoping to see that, that Monday bump to try to sell some more. Yeah. And BAM Model's predicting a lot of strength come Monday, too. We always get that paycheck bump on Mondays. <laughs> right. Yeah. And as always, I do the timing better when it's, when, when it's Jen's account. Right. <laughs> she she when it was up at, at sixty, she sold a forty five dollar call. Yeah. And then when it got down at fifty two, she bought it back. <laughs> and then when it went up to fifty six, she sold a seventy dollar call that expired Friday. Nice. Uh well out of the money. So it's like why is why is the timing perfect on your fucking account? And so janky on mine. I don't get it, Kyle. Why don't you just move all your money into her account? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's the it's the gen filter, right? Like yeah. she has to be the one pulling the trigger. So like I don't know. Like that that seems to work better. So yeah, maybe maybe that'll be the, the setup going forward is is I'll constantly pitch her trades and when she finally says yes, like that that'll be the one. That, we yeah. Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I AMC. I'm not. I'm not convinced. We're seeing. I'm not convinced the naked shorts exist. Like the footprint shows up. Like we talked to Sarah Glass. Like the order flow. Like you can look at it. The footprint's there. 
I, I would agree with you that I'm not sure I agree with the, the, the amount of naked shorts, but the, the, the thing that makes this still a viable play, though, is the fact that what we're learning is like when the stock peaks, the euphoria is when the institutions are selling to retail, right? And then when it drops, that's when retail is getting scared and flushing out. Retail's not getting scared and flushing out of the stock still. And as long as retail it's continues true. to hold, it's going to continue to go up. It's true. It's so true. It's really, you're just playing a game of chicken with 4.2 million other shareholders at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. The buy and hold philosophy it will will drive any stock up like if if that that tr- that that uh what do we want to call it if that idea holds if enough people it's taken root and they believe it and they just keep doing it going forward eventually they'll own the float outright like that's yep. just inevitable and I'm, i i don't doubt that amc shareholders do own it or really close to owning 100 percent of the float at this point well i don't know I don't know. I know. I, I, I think it's going to take them a couple more months. I mean, they were at, back in March, there were 3.2 million shareholders that owned 80%. There was 4.2 million shareholders as of the June count. Yeah, I think they own the float, as long as they're still holding. Well, they're definitely not all holding. Otherwise, the share price wouldn't be able to move. It's got to take a buyer and a seller. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just not convinced we're going to see the mother of all squeezes. No, and I th- I th- we've been saying this since we've been talking about it, though. Well, this is more going to follow the Tesla model. You get a fanatical group of fans that hold the stock and refuse to, to do anything with it, refuse to sell it. Yeah. And that just continuously drives yeah. the price up over a long period of time. All I know is these options premiums are too tasty for me to... Oh, fucking beautiful. Yeah, and I'll keep selling them as long as I can. To ever be... Yeah, right? Like, I, I, I'll always have enough to at least play that game a little bit, so... As long as I can keep getting, you know, multiple... You know, $300 for a $115 call that expires in a week, I'm gonna love this stock. <laughs> well, and, and we have the luxury of having gotten in around 10... 10 to 15, right? Oh, yeah. I, I've made enough money on my premium to pay for all my shares, I think, at this point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I've never been in a position with volatility so high, and I got in before it was that high. Right. Where, like, selling a covered call, the premium alone paid for the shares plus right. several hundred dollars. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this, this is bonkers. Well, make sure you get 100 shares of CVM, because you're going to like that one when it rips. I had 100 shares uh, <laughs> at 22.50. If you would have bought, held on to those space shares, you would have been even sitting even prettier. Could have, would have, should have. The, the, the idea is to be able to do right. it right going forward and not yep. blame myself for not having the yeah, knowledge don't blame I have last, now. Yeah, don't blame past you. Past you can't do anything about it, that. Yeah, pa- past me was trying to get rich off marijuana in 2021. Yeah. Not, not, not happening so much. <laughs> We have options alerts. Mm. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I can grab some of the ones from Trade Pro Flow. At least some of the more recent ones, because all right, I think uh, too much time goes past and they lose their value. Last one she had posted was for Twitter, getting a lot of bullish flow. Uh, August twenty expiration, seventy dollars strike. Bought at the ask uh, when Twitter was trading at sixty six twelve for three dollars and fifty five cents a contract. It's almost half a million in premium. Mm-hmm. Um, I already mentioned the Ford. Uh, Big was another one. Over three thousand calls, seventy dollars strike, seven sixteen expiration at the ask when it was trading at sixty eight forty. That was two fifty nine a contract, almost three quarters of a million total. And then Snow was another one. I've heard them trade po guys talking a lot about Snow. Uh, September seventeenth expiration, two sixty strike, bought at the ask. 
when it was trading at 245.84 for $17.60 a contract, almost 2 million in premium. Oh, okay. Yes, that was the one that IPO'd last year, so it looks like maybe it's starting to regain that momentum it started out so strong with. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to pull up its chart, but uh, you know if those guys are looking at it, that there's, there's something going on. Yeah, exactly. But then again, they were also looking at, uh, at Nike, Nike puts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that didn't work out quite so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah, if you had Nike calls, you just made a bucket of money. Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, I do my momentum list, noteworthy occurrence on Friday, iHeartRadio hit their fifth day in a row, that company... IHRT is just on an epic bull run. I didn't know they were public. They they, they went public last July. Okay. So they've, they've, they've been around for a year. They opened up uh, like 17-something when they IPO'd. They dropped down below 10 during the pandemic. And yeah, ever since the fall, they've gone from un- under 10 to now they're at 27.36. They're just on an epic run and all-time high, so we don't know when that's going to end. They didn't hit new highs on Friday. They had a two percent pullback. You know, boo boo hoo. Uh, but it just when I when I pulled up the chart, it was another just like Sprout Social where it was like, how can this keep going up? There has to be a pullback sometime. <laughs> well, now you know the patterns to watch for. Right. So I will be watching for a good pullback uh, to to play on on iHeartMedia. Uh, we ended the week with no big, big runs. I think four was the biggest RVLV, Revolve Group, their consumer discretionary, the new internet stuff. They had four days in a row. Target's back on the list two days in a row. Mm. Uh, so they're they're continuing their shit. Uh, they're, they they show up on the list every couple weeks. So they're they're in a long-term bull run of good, good solid momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, eBay, of course, showed up again Friday because now that it wasn't my bet pick, it <laughs> of course started its run again. Yep. Uh, you know, I think I feel like that's that's part of my curse. It's like I call them at the wrong time. Well, that's why swing trading is so much better. You can give you, you can give yourself enough time to catch those moves. Exactly. If I had bought, yeah, if I'd bought the calls with some time. I'm looking at iHeart right now. Did you see the amount of volume that came in on that sell-off today, uh, Friday? No, no, I was looking at it Thursday. It's like six times the average. Okay. Well, maybe maybe iHeart is about to turn around. Maybe then it's time to buy some puts. Oof, that was a lot of volume that came in. A lot of volume that didn't really move it that much either. Yeah, so it's a big, 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 big fight. Big battle going on. Oh, uh, yeah. Between buyers and sellers and iHeart. That was, a, that was Gettysburg. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, and, and think, about, think about the situation for a second. You've got a company that's at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. It's never been higher. People that bought down around 10, they, they, they just saw... A huge return. They see mm-hmm. huge returns. So they're holding, they're thinking, I'll make all this money and sell now. And who are they selling it to? The people going, wow, iHeart can't be stopped. It's an yeah. all-time high. Who knows how high it goes? I'll buy some shares. And it's, and it's, it's dipping right now. I buy that dip. Like, uh, mm-hmm. No, I think that's, uh, that's going to start dropping here. Okay. Well, we'll find out. That's, yep. uh, that, that's, that's the end of the list. So... Uh, I think maybe it's time to talk about some crypto. Let's do it. I think it's time to talk about the cult of crypto. Look at the news. What do you see? The cult of cryptocurrency. I know you're greedy. I know you need. You need that Bitcoin, either NFT. 
cult of cryptocurrency. Uh, Bitcoin has pulled back. Uh, when I checked this morning, it was like around thirty-one thousand. It's been holding that thirty-one as support. It looks like it hasn't really been dropping below that yet. And it it makes for a nice nice bull trend line when you look at their all-time chart. Oh yeah, five-year chart. Okay. Um, not the five-year, maybe the three-year. It uh, it yeah, like AMC spiked up huge above the trend line and then like kind of came down. Yep. But and anyway, yeah, when I was looking at it, it does look like the support is is at 31 and my thought was Kyle should buy a Bitcoin just just fucking hold it. <laughs> no, I I'm <laughs> still scared of Bitcoin, uh, especially with what's going on in China. Yeah. With China banning everything. I actually saw this. I'll link the story for this one. But Miami's trying to lure China's Bitcoin miners and trying to get them over. And I've been seeing a lot more stories pop up about all the, the people used to mine in China, like trying to figure out where they can go to, to keep keep doing... Keep their mine. Yeah. Yeah, come emigrate to the United States so you can be a Bitcoin miner here. We've got we've got freedoms. Right. <laughs> <laughs> did you see, did you hear about the Elon Musk, Jack, Jack Dorsey setting up to, to do like a, a Bitcoin conference? No, I wasn't. No, that's interesting. Yeah, so on Friday, they at least agreed publicly over Twitter uh, to discuss the outlook of the world's number one cryptocurrency, to discuss Bitcoin uh, at an event next month, and then, like, Kathy Wood uh, retweeted it and called it brilliant. Nice. So they're setting up a conference called The B Word. Uh, It's like an educational initiative kind of thing to spread adoption and promote awareness of Bitcoin and crypto assets in generally. I saw Elon respond to that because I saw something about The B Word. And I saw his response was bisexual with a question mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that makes a little more sense now. Or not, not really. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Raises more questions than answers. Uh, you know, uh, Kathy Wood has been predicting Bitcoin will eventually hit 500,000 a coin. So. Yeah, she's called Tesla at 2,000 and nailed it. So I will be, I will be uh, anxious to see what happens at that conference and what they're able to how well they're able to sway any public opinion to, to being pro-cryptocurrency. I imagine down in South America, they'll be more receptive to the B-Word event. Following, in, in wake of El Salvador making Bitcoin legal tender, Paraguay is, is, is making moves to start regulating cryptocurrencies. The initial stories were Paraguay is following suit to make Bitcoin legal tender, but what they're doing is they're trying to set up a regulation regulations in the country just to handle cryptocurrencies in general they're not going to make it currency down there that sounds tricky uh they want to be crypto friendly is basically yeah, the, yeah. by regulating it yeah especially with their na- their neighbors having it as legal tender then they're going to have to convert a lot when people right from el salvador want to do business in paraguay they're going to be like well here's this bitcoin so they need to get regulations set up now mm-hmm. to deal with uh, all the uh, transactions in the future we know how much bitcoin loves regulation though Yes, yes. Oh, Bitcoin loves regulation. That's, <laughs> that's why they designed it. They said, we need a better regulated currency. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the opposite. Uh, well, I'm excited because we have yet to see, like, this is all new ground. Like, cryptocurrency is legal tender. Like, oh, we're going mm-hmm. to have to set up a regulation system to deal with that. I'll, we can, we can kind of look at South America as, as almost like the, the test lab, right? 
Right. If if they manage to to set things up in a in a manner that uh, is good for crypto and good for the people, like other places will follow suit. That makes sense. And that's all I prepared on crypto. Uh, that's plenty. This <laughs> is getting a little long. I think it's time to wrap things up. All right. So time to slap iron, motherfucker. I think so. I got to say, the thing that uh, made me feel most good this week was uh, putting my lotto ticket budget into my portfolio. Uh, yeah, I like that. I re- Small dollar amount, but psychologically, it was a really big, big move. Well, it sounds like a, a shift in thought process where you, you're finding better value yeah. in, in, in the markets and your abilities rather than the luck of the state. Yeah, the luck of the, <laughs> literally the luck of the draw. Yeah, my good uh, was doing well enough on my monthly plan that I was able to start moving ahead to the next month. Yes. And getting a head start on that. More time, more premium. Yes. What was your bad? My bad was jumping in on the Lordstown R.I.D.E. puts. <laughs> well, you did that to help our help our, our Discord users out. Yes, yes, exactly. So my curse okay. would... Uh, lift someone else's no i made it it's a fundamentals play like i'm just convinced like the news pattern is bad yeah but uh it was it was bad because i didn't enter the trade using my knowledge i just dove in and that was bad oh okay Uh, yeah i didn't try and time it i didn't didn't do any chart research or anything well i i i glanced at the chart for you know like two minutes There's not nearly enough time to draw your levels and look at the volume profiles and everything else you're supposed to do. I I didn't yeah, exactly. I didn't do all the things I was supposed to do. I I eyeballed it and I'm a fucking rookie. I don't have eyeball skills like that. <laughs> I, know, right? I can't yeah, right? It's, it takes me longer than two minutes to do it right. So uh I yeah, I let my emotional uh this company's going into the dust. Right. Uh op- opinion push the trade more than uh, than any knowledge or, or strategy <laughs> what was what was your bad my bad was my norwegian cruise line puts and the reason why i'm considering this one bad is that uh the trend broke already it broke on like thursday and i'm still in it oh and that's a problem because that should have been my key to get out yeah so why am i still holding at this point that's not that's not good that's not preserving capital that's not managing risk uh, all the reasons for why I got in have now changed. I should be exiting that position and looking for something new. Yeah. So I'll be trying to fix that Monday, I think. Those are ugly. You know, I'm having a hard time thinking of of something I did that was ugly this week. You want some of mine? You're right, right. <laughs> well, I guess I guess you could say I guess you, I guess I guess I'll say uh, uh, it felt ugly to to follow those Nike puts and lose so big. Yeah. How much of that was? I mean, I did do some research, but it was a, lot, a lot of it was trust in Vico. <laughs> yeah, I just dove in yeah. and was like, oh, Vico's doing it, I'll follow him. That guy's got a good track record. No no more of that. Um, nope. We need to at least verify yeah. what we're seeing. Yeah. And I did a little bit, but I've learned so much more since then that mm-hmm. uh, it's, every time you make a trade, it feels like, fuck, I should have waited until this lesson was done. <laughs> and then I finished all the lessons, and they've got the modules. And then, and then I like, and then I'm like, oh, I know, I gotta, I gotta watch all the modules first. 
Yep. And then and then I'm immediately like, I want to take the he teaching he's teaching in the foundations the buy the dip strategy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I want to take this and start swing trading options. It's like, wait, Dan, slow the fuck down. <laughs> Go watch the options courses. You want to apply it, but you also don't want to be jumping ahead, and that leads right into my ugly. Yeah. Trying to apply something that wasn't even designed for it. You know, everything's we're learned. I've learned so far is swing trade, long term investing, like picking your entry points and mm-hmm. knowing when to get out of something. Looking at dailies and weekly charts, not five minute, fifteen minute charts, right? And trying to use those same things to try to make you know <laughs> five minute trades. It's not working out so well. <laughs> <laughs> but the good of that is that it finally sunk in. Yes. Yes. What's funny too is as I was as I lost that money on the that first space trade and I thinking to myself like fuck I really don't want to share this. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. It really was. Oh, and everything that came after that was embarrassing. It's like okay, I just need to walk away. <laughs> well, at least we have this show to keep us accountable. Right? Yeah, the minute I start lying to the show, that's when I'm done. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Holy shit, there's a deer walking across my driveway. Oh, shit. That's insane. Looking weird. Is that a sign to end? I think that's a sign we got to make a new bet. All right. Start in the center of a universe. That's for every one of us. Consequence for one of us. Make our picks with no regret. Every open, every close, every spread is the Loser goes first. Okay. I'm in a pickle, Kyle. Yeah. I'm in a pickle because I, I have to make a big swing. You know that, right? I have to swing for the fences. I know. Because I don't want your consequences. <laughs> They're good ones, too. And AMC broke its long-term trend line this week. Uh-oh. I don't, think, I don't think it's like a sure thing. Like, if I bet on AMC, I don't think it's going to make a big... Uh, I don't think it's going to make a big move up. Oh, no. Not at all. But I'm also terrified of shorting AMC. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. (laughs) I feel like if I did that, it would make a big move up. So, I'm going to make... I'm going to bet on eBay again. You are? Yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, It just showed back up on the list on Friday. It's at all-time highs. I think think the consolidation at the top just ended. Go on eBay. I think I think we're going to see a nice, okay. nice, good bull run this week, and uh, hopefully you make a blunder. <laughs> Can you guess what I'm picking? Uh, Virgin Galactic. No, absolutely not. No. What, what are you picking? <laughs> no, I'm going with I'm going with Ford. Going forward. Yeah, I'm going forward. I like the way it broke out of that channel. I think it's got. Uh, I think it could run another five dollars from where it's sitting now. It could run up to twenty. I'm also putting a stop loss at $15 on it, which is really conservative right now, but it just broke out of that channel, and if it falls below 15 I don't think that it's confirming that up move. You do market sell. So, yeah, if it drops below 15 I'm I'm out of it. So, if it uh, if it gets to the point where a 15% stop loss is better than a $15 stop loss, I'll take that. But initially, $15 stop loss. And we need a random. Oh, fuck that mm-hmm. random. Random, uh, randoms. If random picks AMC, I'm going to cry. No, random picked an interesting one. Uh, Groupon, GRPN. Um, that one gapped up pretty nice in March. That must have been earnings consolidating now. Um, I mean, that, that's an interesting one. I don't think it has the 
chance to double, but it's definitely on the uptrend. It is on an uptrend. Had a big, big volume boost uh, on that red candle on Friday, though. We'll see. GRPN. Groupon it is. I'll have to remember this stock selector page, because this one's much better. I don't think random is a threat this month. No. All right, well, there you have it, folks. Uh, I've got eBay, Kyle has Ford, and Random has Groupon. We'll be back at you next week, letting you know how those did. Oh, God, and we're going to have a new winner. We'll uh, we'll let you know on the... Come on, Ford. Come on, Ford. <laughs> all right, yeah, so stay tuned for all that great shit, for all that great stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm not tired at all. Folks, thanks for sticking around. Oh, my God. Uh, I promise in the editing room, uh, when this hits your ears, it won't be as long as it took us to record it. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's more of a promise to you, Kyle, <laughs> than to the listeners. Yeah. I promise, listeners, I put effort and work into editing this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're a lot less tedious uh, after they come out. This is the final product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thanks for sticking, sticking around this long. We love you. We love that you're here. Uh, as always, if you like our show, let us know. And you, there's a million different ways to do it. But the best one is to tell your friends and join the Discord. Join the Discord. We love uh, the, the shops growing so much, and we love you all. It's a big shop. There's room for everybody. And uh, we will be back at you soon. Until then. Happy trades. Bye, folks. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.